Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson and uh, we have a special guest in the studio. This is actually the second go we've had at this because you're never going to believe what's going to happen actually. I'll introduce him first and then we'll get into the conversation. Uh, please welcome to the TOEFOP studios uh, one of our favourite tea baggers, uh, Justin Hamilton. <laughs> it's uh, good to be here. I feel like I'm the uh, Rowena Wallace of the Sons and Daughters fame. Of coming back. No, you know what? I was trying to recreate magic, <laughs> yeah. and it got because very because because we had a, a fuck up with the mics early on, and I said something that was mildly amusing about Tom Hanks and Family Ties, and I thought, mm. well, I can't do that again. We had a great little conversation. It was good. It was about um, Tom Hanks being what Mer- Meredith Baxter Back- Burney's brother. Yes, and ties. then I said that I thought it'd be a good name for a band. Are Mer- you guys really going to recreate yes. the two minutes of conversation? No, I'm just trying to set the context for the yes. fact that that was an excellent conversation. No one will ever. Hear here, Charlie, because you still haven't worked out what fucking side of these microphones we're meant to be speaking into. Just, Surely we've had this conversation over and over, uh, yeah. and you set it up then, and then I we've had to know. stop again because I, I can't explain. how many sides are these? Like, did these sides have like you know fif- these microphones have fifteen <laughs> different fucking sides, and we're trying each one? There are such things as omnidirectional microphones. Will yes. I understand, yes. Charlie? But in but the fucking forty-two episodes where we fucked it up every time, yes. have we not worked out that we do not own omnidirectional? Microphones. Well, they Just look omnidirectional. If you look at the microphone, there seems yeah. to be more than one side you can talk into. I understand yeah. the point you're making, Charlie, but here's my point. I understand why you're coming down on this. me. Why is this my fault? Because you are the technical <laughs> wizard of this show, and we've had this discussion before. And just because in the world there exists omnidirectional right. microphones doesn't mean wizard. that we own them. I am just less technically retarded than you. This is This is not a world of, of one man being able to see one man being blind. We are both blind. It's just that I have a tiny bit of vision in one eye and you're completely blind. Am I I meant to knock back a drink now? Is this part of the drinking game? So anyway, here's here's the thing. And let's get... This is it. Today, we draw a line in the sand, right? This is how our fucking microphones work. And I'm going to say it on air so that when you're editing this, you have to listen to this back and maybe you can make a note to yourself, put it on your fucking computer or something. Here it is. We talk in to the fat bit of the microphone that's on the front, which, as you described to me a minute ago, the one with the red light underneath it. Yeah, the fat bit with the red light. That red light that may indicate this is the bit of the microphone we're meant to speak into. Let's, from now on, agree that that's the bit we speak into. I've always talked into the fat bit with the red light. Always. (laughs) Look, I feel ashamed. I mean, I just... (laughs) I'm not... It's I can't I can't explain how I, because we 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 do episodes and then we have like you know two months off so it's not like I'm constantly doing it right. and I forget right right with texture this side I mean yeah. I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed I'm what do you do in that time though that you forget something that like do you forget how to drive your car if you don't drive your car for that no long? but this is a bit more like this is a bit more elaborate than driving a car it's like, like like you've made your own car well it's not like. <laughs> There's a lot of things I have to think about, and sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that all these wires are plugged in the right thing, and I have to right. make sure the levels are right and they're recording, and so sometimes that will fall out of my head, and the microphones look exactly the same from any angle. I Can understand that they look omnidirectional, Charlie. We've cleared that up, but, but, but they're not. <laughs> I know. They are not. But I have not, been, I have not been able to work out in all the podcasts we've done what sounds best yet. Like, I'm still not sure. Hang on. 
Yeah. La, 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 la. Like, I'm not... That is disturbing to watch. Charlie basically has just la, la, la into the microphone and turned it around 360, which is what you do every single time we have this conversation. Every time we have this, you go, I don't know which bit works best. Then you go la, 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 around in a circle, and it never seems to fucking resolve anything. It's a shame. It was good chat before. We'd gotten on to Zooey Deschanel. Yeah. Oh, let's get on Zooey Deschanel. All right. Oh, I would never get off Zooey Deschanel. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, I think I she's stunning. Uh, she's Katy Perry. She looks exactly she the same. She doesn't as look Perry. like Katy Perry. You're they racist. They look exactly the you same. You are a racist. You're a dirty racist. It's it is racist. And I think I would do Katy Perry before Zooey Deschanel. Really? Bigger yeah. Boobs. Yeah. Obvious. Bigger That's boobs. where you would go. Yeah. Obvious. Oh, well, that makes me like some like dumb because I like bigger boobs. Yeah, and because yeah. you can't work out what fucking side of the <laughs> microphone we're meant to speak into. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I'm still not sure this is right. <laughs> You're not, are you? No. You, you stop clicking. How does, how does that help? How does you doing an impression of a fucking mariachi band with you fucking clicking because up Because I can front? hear it. I can sound. Does that sound clearer than that? Because I, I really, I mean, I'm actually staying with a musician who has his own studio. I mm. probably should get him to take, give me a crash course in fucking sound recording. Yeah. yeah. That probably makes sense. All right. Well. I, and you know what's almost embarrassing is your podcast. Yes. Can you take this photo, please? Yes. As really good production values. Well, we spent a hundred thousand dollars on the the studio that we use in my lounge room. Like it was, <laughs> we spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, but like you'll get it back eventually. No, no, eventually putting out this free podcast. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> by claiming it on tax for the next thirty seven years, <laughs> but we like, pay it off. Was good sound like? I mean, obviously it wasn't a priority for us. <laughs> it was good sound a priority when you heard because you listen to a few episodes of Toe Fop. You know, when yes. you're trying to work out you're doing your show, and you're like, I don't understand anything like no, that. No, you know what? It was it was more convenience. That's exactly the, the way we ended up with the production value because of uh, the we go into a studio uh, because we don't have this equipment with these microphones that right. point in all directions except <laughs> none. So <laughs> we're just in a studio. So so you've, you've actually got like a full studio. So that's why it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. It sounds totally yep. pro. Yeah, I spent 200000 so is this like sl- is this like slumming? Like, do you feel like this is disgusting? This feels like it's getting real. Like, it oh, feels right. like I'm getting back to my roots. Yeah, we're, like, the, we're the indie band that you started off with yeah. playing in the garage. You've it's, gone on to great success. We're yes. still in the garage. It's like I went Dylan Electric and right. now I've come back to play some folk music. Yeah, no, you're um, Nirvana coming back to hang out with the Pixies. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, or no, you're like um, um, Pearl Jam coming out to hang out with Mud Honey. Yeah. Yes. And or, or, or Danny Warhol's going back to hang out with Brian Jonestown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we are definitely Ryan Jones and the amount of yeah. fighting and, and recrimination and inability to put on a show. We are very <laughs> Brian Jones and massacre of podcast. That is very much like them because basically something technically would go wrong and then they would just, just yell at each other for ages. <laughs> Need to put some tunes to it. So yeah. how are you finding podcasting as a podcaster now? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Well, we, the, the thing was I'd been listening to them for uh, a while because I knew that I wanted to do one and I wasn't sure what type of one I wanted to do, and it all came together listening to you guys and also listening to Mark Marin and then going and seeing Kevin Smith every Monday night at the Red State of the Union uh, podcast where he would talk to people in the industry and talk about the process. It's like, oh, I think this is the, the angle that I want to go with. Yeah, and you, but you're liking it? Yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it so much that I'm giving away all the things that I earn money from. Yeah, Because right. I'm, concent- I'm concentrating on the podcast. Yeah. I should get proper joy out of it. Yeah, that happens. Podcasting is a little bit like that. It's a little mm. bit like heroin. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's really fun to do, but it does destroy really the likes. rest of your life. Yeah. 
And it means that you have no money. Yes. Yeah. You're always asking uh, favours from friends. Yeah, mate. Can you come and do me podcasts? <laughs> I just need you for an hour. Oh, mate, about 45 minutes Could you fine. retweet the podcast details for me, mate? Yeah. I've just got to get it out there. Well, your podcast, because you've had guests on yours, but it doesn't primarily, primarily rely on guests, though, does it? Uh, well, no, we've had guests pretty much every one. But, uh, but that's not the. But that's it, not the, It's not a, an interview show necessarily, is it? It's kind of turned into that. Okay. It, it wasn't in so the it's intention. Finding, right. So it's organically developing. Yeah. And like... I, I I'm trying to get, like, at the moment it's comedian heavy because of the comedy festival, Mm. but, uh, you know, I had my friends on that have opened up a comic shop and, like, they're guys in their 30s. Like, that's living the dream. And not not necessarily a comic shop, but something that was a hobby when you were a kid then making uh, a job from it, you know, so you're having those guys on. What you should say is actually they're living... Nerds like our dreams, yes. <laughs> like all of us, and here going, oh, how good would it be? Like that's honestly yeah. one of the things I've always thought. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd love to get like rich enough that I could actually have my own comic book yeah. shop. I tried to buy into their place. I, I tried to drop a whole lot of coin on them, and the proviso would be that I'd be a silent partner. My office would be out the back, and now and again I'd just walk out and go, I've never read an Aquaman comic. Hang on, and then five minutes later I go, for fuck's sake, that's why I haven't read that, and I put it back on the shelf. Yeah. So what is what what is your friend's dreams would be like David Bowie's nightmare, yeah. <laughs> like being in a comic book shop owning a comic book shop the most <laughs> yeah. uncoolest thing in the world yeah I don't think there's many people sitting around um, when they win say million dollar drop or Tats yeah. Lotto going yeah. now I can finally open my comic book shop I mean how lucrative <laughs> could it be in this country like do we have a big enough like Supernova the big fantasy fest is getting bigger yeah you know what though uh, uh, reading comic books has become almost mainstream much to my chagrin to be honest uh, because I liked it in the old days oh, where you had to work hard to follow a series oh, and... I, look, I don't where it was to... really hard for businesses to survive yeah yeah, yeah. Where, where my mum would go into the stores with me because she didn't like the look of the men and in the off chance that they touched me in that place that was mine alone <laughs> Probably, yeah. but uh, yeah. well done mum yeah but yeah also, that's good. what we all look like like, do you know what I mean? Like uh, two normal we people. Don't no, like no, no, not in the old I days. Do you do. Beard. You've got a pedophile beard. Definitely with that beard. But yeah. the in, in the old days, they used to the, the guys that used to be in comic shops, and I, I have no qualms in saying this, they had never met women. Yeah. But now, like the guy, uh, my uh, mate Mitch, who owns his comic shop, man, he, he's got a cute little hipster girlfriend. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they've got no problem see, meeting you women. See, you see hipster girls in comic shops. But you never did before in the no, old days. But there's all those cool uh, girl just guys comics now. It's like that tripod song, Hot Girl in the Comic Shop. Yeah. And well, that, that, that song's out of date. You know why? There's heaps of hot girls in the comic shop really? now. Really? Yeah. It disturbs Scott Pilgrim me. and shit like that's got them in. Because whenever yeah. Gemma has come into like the comic book shop with me, like it tends to, she's normally the only girl in there. And uh, you know, it's changing. It's definitely changing. Yeah, right. And I'm, I, I long for the old days. You know there's a woman prime minister now. <laughs> what? They can get a wo- if they can get a woman in fucking parliament, they can get one in a comic book shop. <laughs> yeah. I find it disturbing when they talk to me about comics. It's like, that used to be my area. I, look, I, I will say this, and I have no qualms in saying it. I was the Rosa Parks of reading comics uh, in Adelaide. What do you mean? You're black. Well, because uh, You're I, a I, woman? I sat at the front of the <laughs> You're train. You the forefront of the civil rights movement? Well, I'd like to think so. I uh, sat at the front of the train, and I read issue 12 of Watchmen, which took four months to come out, and I read it uh, with no fear of reprisal or having my head flushed in a dunny. Right. Yeah, when I say yeah. no fear, you're, I read it quickly. But, you are uh, totally Rosa Parks. Wow. <laughs> no, you're pretty much the same. Yeah, exactly the same. The woman who sparked the entire civil rights movement. Well, people started reading more comics. I'm pretty certain after that. Oh, as oh, a, really? Is that quantifiable? Can we? Is that actually? Of course not. Do you have the stats on can, that? Can you say that it's not quantifiable? Did the people? Oh my god, that's not true. Have you been listening to Andrew Bolt argue? That's exactly <laughs> how he argues. <laughs> I have actually. You put me onto the podcast. <laughs> Did you guys uh, read that article that um, Patton? Oswalt wrote for Wide, which is about yes. gate culture. Yes. 
It makes a kind of similar point, which is that now that it is mainstream, it's actually taken away... You know, the what, what geek culture used to be is that, you, you know, you'd have to wait for the next issue or something to come out or, you know, to seek out, not just in comic books, but bands, all that mm. kind of stuff. Like, it was real application. But because of the internet now, everyone can dip their toe in that, and that kind of... Um, you know, to sort of say that you are into comic books now can mean a whole range of things. Like mm-hmm. 15 years ago, if you're into comic books, that meant that you were going to the shop and that you had like back order, things on back order and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Nowadays, you buy the Thor movie adaptation before it comes out. You know? Yeah. And but, yeah, I've got to be honest, like one of my uh, favourite moments of the year so far has been uh, Triple J breakfast host and young spokesman Tom Ballard who uh, poo-pooed me for liking Doctor Who. And I, uh, that felt good. Because I, I, I don't want those young kids being a part of it. Do you know what I mean? It felt oh, good that the... You want to keep it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. When he poo-pooed it, he's like, oh, come on, that's old stuff. I was like, oh, what a breath of fresh air, rather than someone trying to say to me, oh, I love Doctor Who. I've been following it for two years. I, I, kind, of, <laughs> I kind of poo-poo you guys for liking Doctor Who. Yeah, but and you're, I, wrong. you're wrong. And I liked, totally wrong. I liked, I liked Doctor Who when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. it's better now. It's better now. It's better. Yeah, it's really smart. It's better than it used to be. It's funny. It's funny. funny. It's clever. It's got hot people it in it. It's got really hot people. I'm, I'm poo-pooing you. <laughs> that's that, just what's a, that? That's just you waving. No, really? Poo-poo. How's that poo-poo? It's a patronising hand gesture. Right. Oh, right. That's good for a podcast. Well done, Charlie. No, I'm poo-pooing you. I'm not poo-pooing yeah, which, which, which sort of direction in the I was saying poo-poo at the same time, yeah. so people know that I was poo-pooing you. Yeah, but the whole conversation was actually about the hand Actually, having said that, I would like to watch Doctor Who. I just don't think I could swing it with my girlfriend. She's no way Oh, just watch it by yourself. Yeah, it's so hard. I don't watch it with my girlfriend. I, we, we, we watch it together. I never watch yeah. it. It's <laughs> good. And guess what? We're happy. I never... Um, uh, we have such limited uh, time because uh, I can't do what you do. I can't put shows on and, and work. Yeah. Like, if I watch TV, I have to watch TV. We have such limited time to watch TV. When we do, we have to go, okay, what do we both want to watch? What can we both watch? Like, yeah. Boardwalk Empire. We're totally into that. Yeah. So but when we get our two hours, three hours a week, we'll watch that. But you, I tried to get her to watch The Wire and we watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is great. No, not into it. So it's like I can't watch the. So, wire. so you can't you, watch the wire. How how do you coordinate it? This is the problem. What do you like mean? with like, well, how do you we coordinate work, your we, time? We live together and work together, so our clocks sync yeah, up. Yeah, I guess they do. Pretty much. Because my time. problem is, you need to get up earlier. Like it might <laughs> get that TV watching done. Yeah, my problem is honestly. Will's dad gets up early to make sure the farm's running. I'm getting up to make sure I can watch the series of five of The Wire. Yeah, you could ring his dad, see how he's going. <laughs> my problem it. is, I'd start watching something with someone, yes. and you watch the first few episodes together, yeah. and then you go off to work or whatever, yeah. and you get back and you're like, yep. Like I, that happened with Big Love. I started watching Big Love, and I really quite liked it. And I saw the first two episodes of it, and then by the time I got back to the house, it was like episode eight, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just getting snippets uh, yeah. of the whole series yeah, as it goes sucks. along. That, that's what that's what my girlfriend does. She, yeah. She's mad for it. Like it got to a point when we were watching The Shield. She was in the lounge room with the big TV watching the DVDs that I'd bought four episodes ahead of me while I was in the spare room watching it on the computer. And then I'd get to a bit, I'd go, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to Lem. And then she'd be yelling back, wait till you see four episodes done. <laughs> Door closes, headphones back on, catch up. You know. Yeah, right. So you've really got to put some application into it. Yeah, you've just literally got to live separate lives. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Pat, Patton um, Oswald. Do we have we spoken about meeting Patton Oswald on on this podcast? I think we did. Did we talk about it? Yeah. Um, uh, so Patton Oswald, that that um, article. I, I think he was uh, really right in that because uh, I think this is the age of the instant expert, and this mm-hmm. is like the thing we've talked about a lot. But it's yeah. <laughs> you're looking at one. I like to consider myself an instant expert. But yeah, but you can be an instant expert. 
but in I, anything. But I am the annoying guy who, when like you're at a dinner party, and it's like, oh, was it called this or called that? I'm straight onto the iPhone. Yeah, I need to know. Like I, I need to know. I, I've got a. I'm, I'm going to defend you against yourself, though. I don't think you're necessarily. Like, I kind of get the impression an instant expert is someone who, within seconds, tries to argue a point with you, whereas you're more craving knowledge. And well, I think that's no, a, I think that's what a you're saying is everyone's an instant expert in that they can get their hands on the information. Yeah, like Whether I mean, in the old days, if, when like, I grew up, like if I was into like alternative music, like I like The Cure, for example, when I was a kid, yeah. you could not get a Cure album where mm-hmm. I lived. It was really? like Barnsley. It, it was like Kevin Buddy Wilson, Wah Wah Nee, yeah, yeah. Sunny like, Boys. Prince, you could get Prince. Songs yeah. that had sex in it for the ladies. <laughs> yes. And then like Barnsley and Chisel for the yeah. blokes, right? Yeah. And that was, so you get George Michael Prince. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. Yeah, girls just want to have fun. Yeah, definitely. That was the sort Songs of vibe, right? Sex yeah. in it for the ladies. And then like, you know, 1985 comes alive uh, and, and yeah. stuff like that. And that but, uh, John Farnham, you're the voice. Oh, yeah. John Williamson for yes. a bit of country. Yeah. Right. But that was very much the musical palette. So if you were into alternative music, um, even like hip hop and stuff, like because I like Beastie Boys and Run DMC and stuff. You'd have to go to Melbourne on the train, yeah. and then you would have to search down all these like record shops, yeah. and try to find these albums you'd heard of or these, you know. And you don't. And get then a- the thing is, how have you heard of them too? Like that's you're what I reading magazines, yeah. fanzines. Yeah. Like that's the weirdest part. Like so out of date like you might be getting a fucking fanzine that yeah. that album was released like six months earlier and then you're oh, trying to yeah. fucking find it and, and you would be looking for snippets yeah. of like information about these bands but the thing yeah. was you would have to go into a shop and you would like you know be like humming them songs or <laughs> trying to explain shit to them lyrics the, but, that, but the people that worked there were experts as yeah. well. And you'd be able to say, oh, what's that song that uh, has the lyric of, oh, I once had dun, a foot. Dun, and they go, oh dun, my God, dun, that's dun, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you go, bam. Yeah, totally. And, and finding an album was not unlike the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark when you would yeah. find the gold statue. You would just find things and you'd just... You wouldn't even run up to buy it. You'd hold it. You'd yeah. look at it. You'd rub it against your chest. It was amazing. And these days, it's kind of that thing of going, if you hear a song on the radio that you like the sound of, you can hold up your iPhone to it. Your iPhone will not only tell you what the song is, mm. it will give you a thing where you can download that song. If you like that song, you can go home that night, download the entire back catalogue of that band. Mm. By the end of that week, with you know just looking straight up on the internet and listening to those songs, you could be one of the foremost experts on that band going around yeah, and it took a week and a week after that not know anything about that band because you've moved on yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah you you don't stay with them instant gratification it's like the Charlie Sheen thing like it was so exciting for that first like two weeks of wow he's fucking giving the middle finger and he's out in the road and stuff and then it's like yeah we're bored now Yeah, it's like we watched that meltdown we're bored now like he's gonna have to kill himself if you wanna get our interest back Charlie like they're still trying to put it in the media like you still hear reports about his stand up show but it's like Wow, that was two weeks of intense interest yeah. and then complete boredom. Well, Charlie just, Sheen was the I didn't do it kid. Yeah. Like, it, you know, that, it was the classic. Yeah. That was genuinely what yeah. it was like. Yeah. It was everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Yeah. And then just one day everyone went, nah. About, about 10 days in, a friend of ours put a, a hashtag winning and I felt really awkward for oh, our friend. Gross. I was like, oh, what, what are you doing? That was like 10 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> you embarrass oh, yourself. Jeez, oh, man. I can't say it was Lemo, but it was... Uh, <laughs> made me sad. It does. It, but it does. Like, And you just go, how did that happen? Yeah. Like, how did that just happen so quickly? Yeah, but it's probably going to get only faster and faster. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, have you seen the episode of South Park where um, Britney Spears uh, blows her brains out? It's a couple of years ago. Uh, Britney Spears blows her brains out, so all that's left is just like her tongue and the bottom part of her jaw, but enough brain function that she can still go out on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that. like, that's kind of 
like, and the whole episode is this comment on kind of the media frenzy around Britney Spears and, like, yeah. you know, people are kind of, the media is sort of saying, we want to save her, we want to save what's going wrong, but at the same time they're pushing her to do something kind of really dramatic. Yeah. And that's sort of what feels like with happening, is happening with Charlie Sheen. It's kind of, well, we're bored now with the whole kind of, you know, warlock, whatever. So now can you do something else? Can you, yeah. can you stab someone again mm. or can you, like, lock another hooker in a cupboard? Or? Well, you know what was pretty fascinating here was uh, the Josh Thomas stuff of where he laid the whooshka on Ruby Rose and yeah, dropping right. C-bombs left, right and centre on Twitter. And that happened in, <laughs> I think it was, like, uh, the Brisbane Comedy Festival was on at that point or was that Adelaide Fringe? No, it was actually because oh, no, we were... overseas. I was overseas. And oh, I remember yeah. I was actually watching because he came out of a strip club at like four o'clock in the morning. Yes. And so we, whatever the time difference was, I was up and awake. Yeah. And I remember seeing because I followed Josh on Twitter and him you know, tweet this thing about Ruby Rose. And I actually said to Justin, watch this space. <laughs> like I saw the first tweet go and I knew yeah. from that I was like, this like shit is about to go down here. Yeah. This is going to be like a story. And it's like a ma- now it's a big thing yeah. because like he talked about it in his show. So it's an ongoing story. And now it's part of the mythology of like, you <laughs> well, know. Well, that is. Well, it is. It's, of Josh it's, Thomas. It split the gay community too. Like it yeah. really divided oh, really? The, yeah, the, the homosexual men and so, the homosexual women. Wow. They were like, so they like took the sides. Vamp- the vampire and the lichens of Underworld it and like totally choosing was. sides. It was exactly like They were that. all in it together and then they got divided by like their two figureheads having a falling out. Yeah, right. But what yeah. was hilarious was watching like once he got to the Melbourne Comedy Festival was watching pretty much the stories be rehashed in, in, the, in the reviews and the articles and it was like, this... This is actually old news. He's already been doing it. But doesn't this. he talk about it in his show? Yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're, I'm just saying like they're just uh, reusing the quotes, yeah, yeah. etc. There was nothing new brought to it. Yeah. It's it's all it's all shallow thinking. It's well, just that bam, 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 and here's our article. A, a mate of mine who I can't name, he... Uh, Lemo? No, no. Oh, okay. he, he, um, he... Lemo? He was thought he was off the record when he was on a radio show and he bagged out a particularly famous big Hollywood star that he'd been working with. That's not Lemo. And oh, that no. got back and uh, <laughs> that got back to the Hollywood star and it, and it popped oh, really? his face really badly and his manager and the big stars manager was all really angry at him and it cooled down, you know, six yep. months later and then um, when his next project was going to happen, I think it was the Green Guide or, or some local paper wrote this article and they drew that they went back to that story and they put in some quotes, you know, from that original flare-up. Right. But dressed up to look like it was like him making a follow-up statement six months later. Oh, right. Ouch. And he caught wind of this. And so he called, like, The Age or whoever, you know, the publishers were and said, oh, look, I copped a world of fucking hurt, you know, last time I was almost dropped by my manager and all this kind of stuff. So you, can you please just pull this article? And they were saying, no, no, no. And he was on the phone. He was in LA at the time. So he was three in the morning, whatever. And he's making his frantic calls and he's got his Google alerts. And in the end, the best he could get done was pulled off the website, but it was still in print. Yeah, and he right. just had to pray that no, like, you know, studio... Well, you know, or, or but the, the good thing it. about that is it would have been the age, so no one would have read it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, there go the good reviews. But, uh, but yeah, but you have to be careful about but that, these things. Well, yeah, I mean, and, he, and his lesson was when you have a microphone in front of you, like, even if they tell you it's off, because he was... I mean, I think he'd gone into do an interview about something else, and then during the music break or whatever, they'd asked him what so and so like, and he right. went to town, and they used it, and he was like, "Well, that's unfair." They told me the microphones were off. It's like, yeah. mate, the microphone's in front of you, as Will Anderson <laughs> <laughs> knows quite well. You just don't say shit. <laughs> Be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> don't, don't say shit. Don't say shit. No, yeah. it's actually going to be <laughs> beaten by puppets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, that, Justin and I are going to write a dual autobiography called Beaten by Puppets because we've both been beaten uh, for the Barry Award. We realised the other day at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, which was like the best show, uh, the years both of our shows were nominated, we both got beaten by puppets. <laughs> so anyway, next year when you see Will's show and there's a lifelike puppet of me on stage, thank you for the Barry. Now, uh, the reason we invited you in, Justin, is we've had a lot of requests online for a particular conversation that uh, Charlie and I had. Well, believe it or not, Justin, we had an episode that we lost. I mean, I know we're technical geniuses at this (laughs) podcasting thing, but it's become a bit, it's built a a bit of a mythos because we did an entire episode dedicated to Inception. Right. Now, there's a lot of Christopher Nolan Inception fans out there. I don't feel equipped to discuss it in depth, but Will thought, well... Who better? Yeah, yes. Justin understands that Justin. movie. Well, because yeah. Charlie had a lot of questions. He didn't think that like a lot of it made sense. I guess. Right. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I wasn't the, the biggest fan of it, yeah. but maybe you I loved can, it with all my heart. Maybe you can convince. There's me. There's no pressure here. Maybe you can convince me. But I did love it with all my heart to the extent that I've blocked people on Twitter who annoyed me, who tried to tell me that it wasn't as brilliant. I don't have a problem with people. If I put out a question saying, hey, did you like Inception? And then people write back saying, I didn't like it. That's cool. I asked for it. But if I say I love it and then people try to tell me that they didn't love it, I don't give a well, fuck. Well, you, you know Block. what? I kind of, uh, I thought it was okay. Didn't love it. And I then, loved it. And then I saw the making of and I was like, whoa, when you see what they actually pulled off that film technically, like yes. that whole like uh, the, the apartment. The hotel room scene. Yeah. yeah like, Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Did you know the, the new X-Men movie, the uh, the director had something that he had uh, similar in mind and then he saw that scene and went, oh, well. scrapped. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Scrap a man. whole big thing that, uh, imagine if you, you know, Fair imagine enough. if you didn't go and see Inception and then it's like, wait till you see this bit where all the X-Men are floating. Oh, yeah, it was it. like the guy who had invented the Rubik's Circle and is like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, you're right. The cube does make a lot more sense. <laughs> well, that, was it gonna, do you know what the scene was? Was it going to be the training room? The I think it might have been room? the danger room. Oh, Danger room, danger yeah. room. Oh, that, yeah, that's a shame. That would have been that would awesome. have been awesome. Yeah, but uh, so let's talk. Happen. All right, so let's talk Inception. Mm. Okay, why does it suck so? Much? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I, you know, to be honest, I actually you may have to refresh my memory. Mm. Uh, so it's about guys who um, they go in and steal people's dr- uh, information from people's they, dreams. Yeah, they get they go into this uh, their subconscious. Oh, here's my first question. Oh, okay, right? yep. <laughs> the whole thing about having the kicks in yes. the different layers of the dream. Yeah. Yes. When they're on the aeroplane, right, and they've got um, Scarecrow all tied up in the chair. Yes. Is this going to confuse me? <laughs> yeah, Killian say, Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was going to say Cillian, but he's Killian. Yeah, David O'Doherty told me yeah. that because he's actually friends with him, oh, which right. means we're essentially going to be in the next Batman movie. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. He should release a single, Killian in the name of. <laughs> Killian in the name of. Whatever. People probably didn't hear me because I was talking to the wrong bit of the microphone. <laughs> so. Uh, Killian Scarecrow is uh, in, in. They're in the. In the yeah, airplane. Lachlan Murdoch. And they're yeah, that's right. And they're doing their big Inception thing, right? Yeah. Can't they just say rather than having the kicks happening in the dream? Can't they just say to that stewardess, "Hey, come wake us in like." But, five, but they're, they're, time. they're the the sedative that they're under. Yeah. Is is really strong. So she could so, go, wake up. Yeah. Yeah, and they're also trying to do things. Plus, she might be in the like toilets banging Ray Fines or something. Yeah, right. Like, imagine yeah. if she gets distracted because some passenger wants more peanuts yeah. and doesn't kick him out. It's a, it's a, an edited scene, a mm. deleted scene. 
But yeah. is, is, is there actually a reference in that where they say, hey, this is such a strong sedative, no well, one in the outside world can wake us up? I mean, well, don't they have to, t- don't they time their dreams? It's like, okay, so this is the time in but, but so yeah, so the, the woman wouldn't necessarily know when to wake them because they have to keep going further down to plant the idea. And then once the idea is planted, then it sets they, off the... Aren't they under a time limit anyway? Like, don't they but say the time, but the time works differently for each f- uh, level of dreaming that they go down. Yeah, but you just need to work it out for the first layer, don't you? But it would also be one of those things where... And then where, you just extrapolate to the bottom layers. But as you could see in the no, movie... No, because that doesn't they have it get further and further down, so that would affect the amount of time you spend up. Well, the, what, what Charlie's saying is not necessarily incorrect, but the idea here is that I've they've got to... I've confused myself there. That, yeah. they've, got, <laughs> they've got to plant the idea. So far, we're 30 seconds into this conversation and the movie makes less sense to me. <laughs> yeah. You've got to stop listening to Charlie. Yeah. The, uh, they, they've got to plant the idea. She's not going to know if the idea is planted or not. There is a point where they miss the first kick, which is the avalanche, and then they have to create another kick to be able to push themselves up. Right. So if it's, she just woke them up, they could wake up and then they'd go, did anything happen? Everyone would be looking at each other going, no, plane lands. Uh, the movie's uh, 45 minutes shorter and a little bit disappointing. And I probably should point out, although it's probably become very obvious to anyone who's listening to this right now, that if you haven't seen Inception yet, uh, there will be some spoilers. And if you have seen Inception... Uh, you will get less... No, but I just mean... There will be. uh, There will be. And if you have seen Inception, then you probably will understand it a little less. That that scene where that giant octopus wrestles the plane out of the sky. (laughs) Phenomenal. (laughs) Amazing. Very uh, Freudian. All right, so the the plot of the film is that they go into people's dreams to steal or plant ideas. Well, no, initially they just steal ideas. The, they go in, they go into the subconscious, steal the ideas, and then pass them on to whoever's hired them to. Yeah. So, so, so they and they create the dreams though, because they're not just yes. going into someone's dream, like because no. then somebody playing like cricket for Australia while they're fucking birds at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. But that's the thing. Other well, thing they because because there's the guy that. So what they do is they do their uh, their research, and then there's the guy who's the architect, architect who has who we see very early on, who is Lucas Haas, who is a grown up boy from Witness. A uh, little bit of trivia for the kids, and uh, basically, ex-boyfriend he, of Natalie Portman. Oh, that just kills me. Um, basically, he he makes a mistake in that they create this uh, apartment that they're doing their first uh, inceptionize. Well, they're, they're getting their idea, and he he fucks up the the carpet, and the, the guy knew what kind of carpet it was. So. Yeah. So, got so to, they so have to go I into mean, stuff the trick they know. Is you've got to get into someone's dream and build a dream that feels real to the person, so they don't know they're being yes. invaded. Yes, is that right? That's it. Okay. So then, what and does then, the term inception mean? So, the, so what happens is they. What, what happens <laughs> that, that is that felt like you had Christopher Nolan on inside the actor's studio, <laughs> like because you really lent in, lent in with the. So, what does the term inception mean? Well, what does it mean? Well, the the inception is what they call putting an idea in, which okay. no one knows how to do. Because as uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, suggests, he say, okay, uh, think of elephants. And the guy goes, okay, what are you thinking of? Elephants, yes, but you know that I put the idea in. Inception is sticking the idea in without the person knowing that you placed the idea in there. So, so that fundamentally change who they are. Basic salesmanship. Mm. Makes someone believe yes. it's their idea to buy mm. that car. Mm. Yes. Well, you know, we do it all the time. Like, we do it naturally. You know, in Inception is, you know, just talking about, like we've talked about, people are imagining these microphones at the moment and which way they're turned around. They're imagining your beard. They're imagining your poo-poo fingers. Like, they're... <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> the fact that my poo-poo fingers followed my beard does make me sound like a pedophile. <laughs> 
<laughs> we believe the suspect had a pedophile beard and short, stubby, poo-poo fingers. <laughs> oh, close <up. laughs> We actually, uh, poo-poo is a, a drinking game I play with my friends and uh, uh. it's called poo-poo, but it's also based on um, inarguably attractive, I think, if I played it with you guys, where you go around the group and you have to name someone, male or female, who is inarguably attractive that everyone in that group will agree yes that person is attractive and then if, but if there's one dissenter then you have to drink it's right. really really hard when it, especially like the bigger the group to come up yeah. with someone that everyone goes yeah that person is inarguably attractive is there yeah. any sort of uh, go to fail safes I would say Kate Blanchett is inarguably attractive yeah yeah well I think like Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie Marlon Brando yeah, James you know Dan. how I feel about Angelina I know, Jolie but, no, you'd but, have yeah. to drink if you but it, yeah I'd yeah. have to drink if I sit yeah. with you Serena yeah. Williams <laughs> like I, I find Serena Williams quite hot. Well, it is amazing because some people get named. Who you I'm, think, I'm not even making that up. Who you think the people would not like? Like, and then you know you might bring out someone like your Zoe Deschanel or whatever, and everyone's like, oh yeah. But they say poo poo. If they don't agree with the decision, they poo 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 poo. Right. Yeah. Emily I Blunt. I love Emily yeah, Blunt. I don't know. If she's an arguably. This is the hard thing because you mm. not only you, you've got to not talking about your taste. You've got to think about what other people would like as well. Yeah. So you don't like Angelina Jolie, but you can. But understand most people that. do. Exactly. Yeah, I understand that she's. So if you poo pooed it, does so that mean? I think I think Natalie Portman is arguably attractive. Yeah, I don't think I, there'd be anyone who'd say she's. Unattractive. I think people would. Yeah. Go and with you that. try and pick people that like men and women would like. Yeah. Yeah. So Jonathan Rhys Myers. No, that's he's definitely arguably attractive. I don't think everyone likes him. Mm. I'd He's say, good looking uh, though. I would have thought he was like like uh, like um, Marilyn Monroe, inarguably attractive. Really? Doesn't everyone love Marilyn Monroe? No, Isn't I think as a, a pop icon? icon, not as a beauty. Uh, uh, what about um, uh, that one that I love, Helen Mirren? Is Helen Mirren yeah, inarguably attractive? She get you'd be alright with her, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Two thumbs up, uh, Dame Judi Dench. Would uh, <laughs> <laughs> while we're just going for a bit of wrinkle, Jim Morrison is inarguably attractive. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. David Bowie is inarguably attractive. River Phoenix. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, okay. no. That's okay. a good game. Sorry, that was, right. that's right. we digressed a bit. Yeah. But, uh, that's okay. Uh, that's well, well, we've just incepted that into everyone's head. So <laughs> everyone's <laughs> thinking of, everyone at the moment is thinking Serena okay. Williams. <laughs> okay, so they're a gang and they make their living yes. by going into people's heads yes. and stealing their ideas. By the stealing way, their ideas and selling them to the highest How do you work out that that's your gang? Like, yeah. I mean, it's not like the fucking tracksuit gang from Underbelly. Or well, what do you advertise? Where like, do you advertise? Well, doesn't he recruit, how, do, how do people know he recruits, that you're into He recruits it? Ellen Page from university. Yeah. Yes. But how, you know, I understand that, how you put the gang together. Oh, right. yeah. But how do you get the word out there that your service is available? I kind of got the put impression. Put it in someone's dream. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Very obviously, well. You go into someone's dream and say, I should get some Inception done. That is a very good point. But I imagine, like, when they, when they first started the business out, the Inception just uh, consisted of Leonardo DiCaprio standing next to you while you slept going, hire me. Yeah. Hire me and my gang to put ideas in your head. Joseph Gordon-Levitt wakes up. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll wear a nice suit. He would just shout things in the middle of sentences. It was like, hey, it's a funny day. Ice cream, ice cream, buy ice cream. To go for a- the first Inception was just to put finger, people's fingers in warm cups of water. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think there's something to this. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if there was one scene, a flashback, where the reason he got into Inception was he was at a party yeah, and he Michael made Kane. someone wee themselves? Yeah. Wait a minute. He put shaving cream on their face and then they slapped his face. Shaved their eyebrows. Yeah. He's like, ooh, Inception. Did you, uh, did you see Marion Cotillard's been uh, uh, brought up to the new Batman movie? Yeah. 
Yeah. You're not a, you see, that's someone that you don't find attractive. I don't find her attractive. I think no. she's um, super hot. I'm with you. I think she's yeah. super hot. Too. I love her with all my heart. Yeah. She's, she's like a, a, poor, a poor man's Audrey tattoo. Yeah, right. No. No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't agree with that, or you, tattoo, or you? No, I think she looks like Tattoo from Fantasy. <laughs> she does not look like Tattoo from Fantasy. <laughs> no, she's got that. She's, Come she's, a little fella. She's very <laughs> French ingenue. She's got the big eyes, and she just looks sophisticated. Dig French chicks really hard. I think they're like. I, <laughs> Name I, I, three. Oh no, I meant in general. I don't. They don't even have to be famous. Like when I was in Paris, and I was on a romantic trip to Paris, but yeah. I had trouble not just. Walking around, going up to people, and just going, them. "You are so attractive." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like feeling, just, feeling that way about Italian women because they kind of got that look where they Monica Bellucci, they just Italian. you know maybe punching the throat. Can if I? Fucked up. Can I just say I like all I like all women. I find it hard to go anywhere where there's lots of women and just not fall in love. I generally, generally, genuinely love women. Yeah, yeah. We could. Oh, I mean, well, you're with a Scottish woman, yeah. and they I are. I must generally <laughs> love women. <laughs> She's the only. She tells me that she's the only attractive person in Scotland. Not true. What about uh, Sheena Reister? Oh no, you're Doctor Who. Uh, the Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is stunning. She's stunning and she's yeah. Scottish. Her and, and Shirley Manson and Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. The three good Sean looking. Connery. <laughs> Ewan McGregor's hot. Isn't isn't arguably attractive? Sean Connery. Yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. Ewan McGregor. He's got it. He's got it going. <laughs> Robert George Carlyle. Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we're still not playing this game. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> And we know what we have named exclusively men the vast like ten nominations. That's all right. We're at home with our sexuality. It's harder to find women who are arguably attractive because you know if they're too attractive, sometimes women have a problem with the women. Do you think Mila Kunis is inarguably attractive? No. I think she's really attractive, but I wouldn't think that people would think she was inarguably universally attractive. You know, uh, I I went and saw Scream Four. And Poor you. The thing that scared me the like most. That. Scream movies are good. No, they're not. The I third tried, one was. I tried, I tried to watch the first one again like two weeks ago. And it's like this is terrible. I can't believe I've ever. Liked it was this. great for its time. Oh, it, yeah. No one had done anything like it. I think it was definitely of its <laughs> Charlie time. Charlie Clausen says two thumbs down for and, Scream. And a. Um, <laughs> but you know what scared me the most about the fourth one is. Courtney Cox's face. Mm. Oh, really? Because I thought, she, I thought she was very attractive. Uh, Dancing in the Dark, Friends, and now it's like I was thinking if a killer comes for you, just stick your face in front of the knife and you'll be fine. So she looks she's got that total weird yeah. botox Yeah, it's really sad. It does. It, I it saw, really hurts. I saw it's her such a on. shame. Okay, here's a question. In order, if this was you had to have sex with yep. all the friends. <laughs> yeah. So everyone in friends, yeah. but the men and the women. Yeah, right. At, hang on, at their peak or now? Oh, oh that's good. No, now, now. Oh, so oh, now can yeah. be any time. No, 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 now. Okay. So it's now, and like to save the world, yeah, you have to have sex with all the friends. What, what order? Yeah, but you can pick which order you get to have sex with. You them. go first, Jazzy. Okay, I'd go Jennifer Aniston, then I'd go Matt LeBlanc. Then I'd go. Can you explain each yeah, selection? Explain why? <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I think. Oh, okay. Well, I think Jennifer Aniston. Look, I think Jennifer Aniston still looks good. Yeah. I think she looks yeah, really she does. good. She's in good shape. I th- you know what? I think Matt LeBlanc can't, uh, hold, can't hold a boyfriend though. We know that. Well, that's perfect then. Uh, Will gets very annoyed. <laughs> Charlie has this whole thing of like that. He, he thinks her relationships are unsuccessful right. because she hasn't got married. Charlie has a very old-fashioned no, look at that. Not- I'm just you, saying. You said she must be a pain in the ass. I said, basically, yeah. Didn't you? Adam Richards yeah, says that as because well. Because she, well, I mean, most most people who, I mean, she's obviously getting boyfriends, so yeah. she wants a partner and keeping them for ages. Like when? 
When's the last Brad Pitt for ages? Together for ages? ages? No, no, that's since post- Jared Butler post- and post- her were together for like oh, yeah, yeah, for at least two Vaughan. weeks. No, they were together well, they for like nine months or no, something like that. No, yeah, they definitely. They were together for ages. They nine, weren't together for ages. Nine they were, dude. They weren't. Why you know what? No, hang on, you know, besides that, I don't understand why you feel the need to leap to her defence. Because it, it's, it's the generalisation. It's the generalisation that a, a relationship is judged by the amount of time a relationship goes for. Yeah. I am of the belief that you can have a series of short and satisfying relationships that would be more emotionally rewarding than being stuck in a long relationship that you weren't necessarily happy. I agree, happy. but you don't know that's the case with her. Just no, like but I you have assumed that, that of course, she's hard work. It's my point of view. Yeah, but you but you're arguing it like I'm wrong when it's just as valid as your point of view. No, no, no. I, yes, you've, yes, you've, yes. Made a, you've made a subjective judgment about her. Yes. By you're saying that she's hard work. Yes. Maybe she's just like met a series of like, I mean, let's be honest. Brad Pitt went away and fucked the, you know, Angelina Jolie when they were like, you know, together, right? And yes, she's the, she was the most beautiful woman in the world. So she was with a guy who was hot and maybe they had a great relationship and then he went on a movie with the hottest woman in the world and fucked her. I don't think that's her fault. Yeah. I don't blame her for that. That seems like a thing that a lot of guys probably might do. Yeah. In I, that circumstance, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think anyone believes that she drove him away. I think most people agree with you. Yeah. 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 So why why is that the case? Not with all her relationships, she might she might just pick the wrong guys, perhaps. Oh, I think she, she might be great in a relationship. I think anyone who, d- who, who dates John Mayer, obviously, their question has to come, their, their judgment has to come into question. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's well. Okay. Can we have a compromise that maybe she has bad taste in guys? <laughs> At the Jennifer Aniston summit, yeah. we're going to have to reach a compromise. That doesn't mean oh, yeah, that sure. she's a bad person in a relationship. Yeah, I'm sure that her annoying personality just, doesn't and doesn't help. Well, you know what. She, maybe she picks bad guys. Yeah. Because she was with Jared Butler and he doesn't seem like the best guy in the world. Oh, so John now Mayer. Jared Butler. God, Jesus, stop being so judgmental, Will. What's well, just from his form, from what I've read. What, it, have, what have you read in New Weekly? Yeah, well, you probably fucking write wrote for. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you judge New Weekly, your employers, so quickly. No, I haven't worked for them. You haven't long. taken them down. I never read an article. I just used to write jokes about celebrities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Anderson, your number one. Matt LeBlanc's your number two. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc's my number two. Yeah. Uh, because dodgy, I saw well, I saw him recently. He looked uh, like he'd lost a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah and good. he looks good. Yeah. Uh, third, I'd uh, I'd go Matt Perry because I think he I think he'd be delightful. Yeah. I think I think it'd be a delightful time. Yeah. And I would I would feel very comfortable laying in bed next to him. Yeah. And he would know to where where to get the good gear too. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> which is great. And his yeah. new show looks All the good pies. Funny, all the good pies. Depending on which, which week Which week you're seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, scat? hungry, got to lose is weight. Is he fat or skinnier than I He's skinny. Well, the last time I saw him, he was skinny. That was on The Daily Show about three weeks ago. Yeah, no, oh, he's skinny, skinny enough. He's a bit jowly. But, is he, but, how, the, but how skinny is he? Is he like, well... well no, 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 that's been a rapid weight loss skinny. He's not Charlie skinny. He's, I've got a new show and I had to look good for it skinny. Okay, right. Healthy skinny. There was a time where Channel 9 would do repeats of Friends in between the old episodes of Friends. Yes. And the weird thing was that his weight would change so substantially from yeah. episode to episode. It was yeah. You'd think there's it, something wrong with the aspect ratio yeah. on your TV. <laughs> so someone kept uh, blowing him up and then the air would go down in the next episode. Oh, jeez, we've got to blow up yeah. Chandler Bing again. <laughs> uh, then I'd go Lucy Kudrow because yeah. I haven't seen her in a long time. Mm. But this is more of a statement on my last two. So I'd go Lisa Kudrow next. Yeah. Then I would probably go uh, Courtney Cox. Because she was in a film clip with Bruce Springsteen. Yep. So she's your last. And no, no David Schwimmer is my last. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reason David Schwimmer is my last is because he appeared in that episode of Extras uh, with the wearing like the superhero suit. And you know what? I'll, I'll say it here and now. In early episodes of Friends, he made me laugh a lot and it made me sad. And I would, I would hate to be laying there well, after we've had a good fuck session and, and just... 
because he looked terrible and he was in a superhero suit. And As I in, know he was joking. He looked physically terrible. He looked physically terrible. And I, 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 I felt like... I think he's got some very good comedic timing, so yeah. I wouldn't want to be laying there after a fuck fest and be thinking about that. So I'll leave that to the last. <laughs> or I'll invert it and I'll go him first and I'll work my way up until I'm with Jennifer Aniston going, why the fuck am I not going to stay for more than nine months? That's what I'd say. Well, <laughs> uh, definitely Jennifer Aniston first. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah. And I give her the benefit of the doubt. I think she's a good actor too. Yeah. I and think she, she does terrible movies. Yeah. But I think she's she loves actor. smoking weed. That's quite widely reported. We're, we're talking really? about who you'd fuck, not who you want to hang out with. Why can't we smoke some weed and then fuck? you got 24 hours, so yeah, okay, get. Yeah, I've got plenty of time to smoke weed and fuck. In 24 hours. Maybe I'd put. All right, 12 hours. He seems like he'd be the most interesting. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go Aniston first. Second, yeah, yeah, because you know what, her name's Cox, yeah, (laughs) that alone, I think that alone would be when you're talking dirty, you don't have to think as much, yeah, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. Just a lot of pun, take my Cox, Cox, yeah, can I put this in your Cox box, right? I'd just be scared of slipping off her head, right? No, no, you know what, what? doing on her head, I used to find (laughs) what. Eating a pie or something? What are no. you doing leaving on her head? Well, it's a wipe down service, you know. Um, then I would go Matthew Perry. Yeah. Then I would go David Schwimmer. Yes. Uh, Matt LeBlanc next. And then Lisa Kudrow. I don't oh, find her attractive at all. Right. Yeah. Anti Semite. Is she, oh, is she Jewish? Oh, she's Jewish like you didn't know. I didn't know. No, I didn't know that either. <laughs> no, she's yeah. Jewish. Oh, you knew, so who's fucking looking up whether people are Jewish or not? <laughs> she actually looks like, an ex, she looks like an ex-girlfriend of mine. She looks like an ex-girlfriend of mine as well. Uh, Lisa Kudrow? Yes. Was your girlfriend Norwegian? No. Uh, she was Adelaidean. <laughs> <laughs> is that her name? <laughs> no. A lady from Adelaidean. Adelaidean lady. She's from Adelaide. From Adelaide. Uh, I also go Aniston first. Yeah, hmm. and then I go Cox, and then I go Kudrow. I'll take the girls out first. The trifecta. Take yeah. them out. First. Take them out. Well, you sniper. Am I walking my way through them, or just it's just one of them? Am I doing? Do I have to have? Sex no, you have order? to have sex with them all in an order. Well, well actually, I don't know. No, right. it's it's the order in which you would have sex with. Them. Okay, right. Yeah, uh, and then I'd go Perry, Matthew Perry. He looks like you'd have nice skin. Matthew Perry? Yeah. No, I, don't, I, don't I think, think he's... So. No, he I don't like, think so. No, haggard and drug-riddled. No, no. It's, Are we um, talking about the same guy? Oh, sorry. Hang on. I was thinking of Matt LeBlanc. I actually was thinking of Matt LeBlanc. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> that's why I said chocolatey. I thought, you were th- I thought you were talking about Tyler Perry. <laughs> like, you're racist? Wow, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Tyler Perry. He's like Katy Perry. And he dresses like a woman, so it's fine. Medea yeah. has an orgy. It's not weird. It's not weird at all. Uh, then um, I would put uh, Schwimmer second last, and then I don't like Matt LeBlanc at all. He, he looks got, like he has nice skin, though. I, I The thing about the Friends guy, I've been watching a bit of Friends on because they rerun all the time on Foxtel. Like, yep. the, I sort of stopped watching, I think, after Series 3, just after the wedding, the first wedding, Rachel... Uh, uh, Ross and the English chick with yeah. Emily yep. but I have not seen but it's amazing how you cannot have seen an episode of Friends like way into the 8th season and watch it and within 5 seconds you pick up everything that's happened like yep. that show was so well constructed and those yeah. characters were so well defined that they had endless like scenarios you could throw up and you know that those 6 personalities are going to do this I will say the last 3 seasons of it uh, Joey is fucking hilarious because oh, really? he's pretty much the one that Does goes untouched Does he get dumber untouched. and dumber? Uh, yeah, but he's like because they kind of fuck everyone else up because they Rachel Ross thing they make too complicated. They put Chandler and uh, uh, you Monica. know Monica together, and that ruins Chandler. And then Lucy yeah, Kudrow right. has kids, so Joey is the one who's the constant, who you know is constantly eating, was, and trying to audition for things, and he's he stays the funniest. Was Chandler your favorite? 
Uh, yes. And was he your favourite? Um, uh, look, early on, uh, okay. yes, definitely. And uh, but I also like the whole. I mean, as you know, as sad as this sounds, uh, I like the whole Ross and Rachel relationship early on. There's that game of um, uh, poker that they play, that famous game of poker, where it's like it's just a real throwaway episode. Like it's done around a game of poker, and it's really funny. You know, just yeah. a nice set piece all in the one room. Yeah. And basically, what happens is that Ross ends up. Yeah, he's, he was ultra competitive, but at the end he ends up throwing the ah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's lost a job. Or yeah, because she's like lost that. her job and yeah. she needs some money and yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's such a beautifully played, funny, romantic thing that I was genuinely like, this is like yeah. world class comedy, I yeah, thought yeah. back then. Now it kind of seems really seems weird to say that because no but it was it was really good back right, then Were they, was it the same guys who made Cheers made Friends at the Burroughs James Burroughs and it's, it's kind of the same team wasn't it or I... at least a couple of the same guys I don't know, Do you know? <laughs> honestly no, I don't, don't know because Cheers I reckon is probably my all time favourite sitcom like I think that was, and then Friends would sort of be up there but are you a MASH fan it's kind of funny. I, I remember I watched it a lot as a kid, but I don't remember laughing out loud a lot because they would do those maudlin episodes every now and then where like some Korean... Wait, War's bad. Where some Korean orphan, yeah. I don't yeah. like to hear that. I want the Hogan's Heroes approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always I, wacky. I want Especially them... being in some sort of concentration type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is, MASH, is MASH your favourite? No, but I do. It, it was, you know, it had an influence on me. Like, you know, I love the episodes. That's where I got a, a love of Hawaiian shirts when I was younger. You, you have a love of Hawaiian shirts? When I was young, oh, right. I loved Hawaiian shirts to the extent that I used to wear them out. Did you wear yourself Hawaiian? I used to cop shit. I used to cop shit from a guy. Oh, yeah, look at you with your fucking Hawaiian shirt. Fair enough. And then, fair enough. But I was well ahead of the curve, and then three years later, I'm walking along in like you know prime colours, and everyone's wearing Hawaiian shirts. Look, you and your prime colours, you fucking Hawaiian wiggle. Shirt? I missed the Hawaiian shirt fad. Mid nineties, yeah, there was definitely a Hawaiian without shirt without a doubt. Fad. It was it was and Okanui's. 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 Did you have any Okanui's? Yeah, I had Okanui's. What did you have? I had massive strawberries. I had massive strawberries on my Okanui's, not really? a euphemism. And uh, at my Great old basketball euphemism. club, there was this uh, lady called Vera Craig who was the matriarch yeah. of the club, and she was awesome. And uh, But she'd been around for a long time. And one day she came up and she grabbed me on the ass and she said... That's a nice strawberry when I was about 15. And, what? like, you know what? If that was now, she'd yeah. be in jail. But yeah. back then, everyone just went, oh, look at the old lady touching the young her. boy. Look at the old, charming yeah. old pedophile. Yeah. Lady. It felt she, good. At 15, if she'd offered to give you a hand job, would you have taken it? No. It would have, been, it would have been like sandpaper. Oh, right. What? Her hand. Yeah, no, she was old. It would have been all wrinkly oh, and soft like a vagina. What are you talking about? You can put some sort of lotion on it. Yeah. Right, yeah, I respected Vera as a, yeah. as a person. So I what, if would... she, what if she put some uh, aloe vera on it and you go, aloe vera? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way. <laughs> I think at 15, if anyone had offered me a hand job that wasn't the priest at the school yeah. I went to, I probably would have taken it. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know why I'm being judged for not letting an old lady who never no, actually offered me. No, I'm not judging me. you. I'm just surprised that as a horny 15-year-old you wouldn't let... I wasn't that horny. Oh, really? Yeah, I was pretty fr- uh, laid back about the whole thing. No, I wasn't. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> what does that mean? No, I'm not just... Uh, you know, getting my fuck on is not really that important to me. I only ever really got my fuck on because I was angry at the world and needed to take it out on somebody. Oh, mm. right. That's romantic. romantic. <laughs> Justin's Hallmark card range will be out just in time for Valentine's I Day. I hate next you year. so much. I'm yeah. going to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, can I add one to the list of the friends? No, I know it wasn't on our list. Gunter. But I'm going to... Not Gunter. Yeah. I'm going to put uh, the girl 
that Ross had sex with when Rachel and him were on their oh, break. Oh, the copy girl. Oh, she yes. was so hot, that sure. girl. Yeah, I mean, she's totally indie chick. I yeah. can see why you're talking about I was this. like, I just remember she's watching that show. She was of Friends. She was. I wonder what happened to her. <laughs> I, I would really like to see that actress again. And to bring this conversation full circle, this is what the internet is great for because I guarantee if you type in Photoshop girl Ross friends, you'll get a fucking answer. You can go on IMDb, you'll find out exactly what she's been doing. Get in touch with her. Should I find out what she's been doing? Yeah. Should we pause it and I'll find Alright, so we're back after a short break. We uh, plugged in the computer and we looked up who the the photocopy girl from Friends was. Her name's Chloe, yeah. played by... Uh, Angela Featherstone. And I love that we're proving the very point we made earlier in this podcast is that you can become an instant expert on anything <laughs> yeah. in minutes. Uh, so Angela Featherstone, Charlie, you think you recognise who she might be? Yeah, I think she's uh, in The Wedding Singer, Adam mm. Sandler film. I think it's the girl who leaves Adam Sandler at the altar. You know what? It is. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. And um, she's nowhere near as hot as I remember. No, she's not even hot in The Wedding Singer, which would have only been a couple of years after that episode of Friends. So. See, this is, you got to be careful about going back. Yeah. You Becoming know? an instant expert is also a great way to kill masturbation memories. Mm. Well, just memories in general. Uh, <laughs> if you want to know about her, she was born on the 3rd of April, uh, 1965. She's Canadian. Ah. And <laughs> her name is Angela Eileen Featherstone, oh, which is quite a good sounding name. Uh, and uh, she is, yeah, so she's in 1965. So Have we ever seen her boobs in anything? All right, well, I'll just type <laughs> Angela Featherstone's boobs into just nude. Google. Just type in yep. just Angela Featherstone nude. Right, right, so you're not interested in boobs anymore? Well, no, nude, but then we can cover everything and if we get some boobs, okay. then it's a Well, you guys talk. And <laughs> <laughs> Have you gone back and uh, watched any movies from your youth and that you loved and then you've watched and just gone, oh, no, this doesn't live up to my memories? Well, we, we've talked on a previous episode the about goodies. the goodies. Yeah. Oh, the goodies hurts, so doesn't it? So disappointing. It hurts. It, it's really... And uh, the Kenny Everett show. Uh, one oh, Christmas, right, yeah. I, there's still some things on Kenny Everett that will, that will make me laugh, but I got a, a DVD pack of Kenny Everett and the goodies for one Christmas, and it just made me really sad. Yeah. It was just Well, really... Scream was one of the films that I went back to watch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this you, is so clunky. Are you going to see the fourth one? No. I didn't, I didn't even see the third one. Do, do you want me to... The third one's shit. Yeah, it's not Kevin Williamson. But the first two are good. The fourth one... He says not having seen them since they came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, that's, but that's how I... Gemma and I, we tagged it because we thought, oh, this would be cool, we love it. And then we watched like the first 20 minutes. I was like, this is so painfully like like uh, self-referential and but it was, hip. And... But nothing like that had been done before. I know. But th- therefore, it's... You know what movie, I th- for me, doesn't hold up because it's been referenced or copied so much, like Scream? The Matrix. Pulp no. Fiction. Right. I find Pulp Fiction doesn't hold up for me because so many things have tried to copy the style and the yeah. the structure, etc., that when I've gone back, it's diluted it. Whereas I can go back and watch Reservoir Dogs and that holds up to me even better. I can understand I, that. Here's a, a controversial thing to say, and you're probably going to prove me wrong by naming something else. Well, no, you can't because it's just my opinion. <laughs> right. Just like Jennifer Aniston. Uh, in my opinion... Yes. Uh, I love because I love all Tarantino movies. You know, yes. I'm endlessly entertained by him, and I think cinema is better for having someone like Tarantino in it, even if you don't enjoy his films. Without a doubt. Uh, but I think Pulp Fiction is my least favorite of all Tarantino's films. Yeah, oh, that's. All right. I mean, I don't think that's yep. hugely controversial. Mm. I, and I liked it. What about? Oh, so, I really enjoyed it. I'd say, I mean, I, most people would say that um, 
Death Proof. Would be Which I fucking favorite. loved. Yeah, I, loved I adored Death Proof. Yeah, what see, about... I struggled with Death yeah, Proof. Right. No, I, lo- I love Cars. You know what? The way to see Death... Yeah. The way to see, I, I love both Planet Terror and Death Proof, but the way to see Death Proof is to go to the Aster yeah. and they play it as a double bill, which is the way it was, oh, the way it was meant to have it. Because it was the, my argument, uh, my thing that I didn't enjoy about it was it was too long. It felt padded out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because they added an extra bit in. They yeah. had yeah. 20 it, minutes yeah. to make it a feature. But when you see it in a double feature the way they were meant to show it yeah. and you go with a crowd that's into it and they want to be there and they're yes. cheering and throwing their popcorn like it's awesome like it's meant yeah. to be seen at a little dinky theatre as part of a double I bill. love that sort of stuff I watched Machete oh was that night. good? well again if you like that sort of I thought it was fucking endlessly entertaining oh dude yeah. that's how what I think all movies should be it's just like every scene he's like how can we make this scene the most entertaining thing we it, can yeah. you know what? Machete is the uh, NBA basketball oh, where yes. they've just gone let's make every bit of this <laughs> as entertaining as we possibly can yes let's take out every rule it, yeah. it doesn't always work though because you know how uh, we were all talking well, we all we were talking about seeing Drive Angry because it looks so stupid mm. and fucking cool I went mm. and saw it Ugh. Drudge. it was so no. bad but I told you that was going to be bad and no. you were like oh no it's going to be good yeah yeah that's right yeah hang on but we we, we did have a couple of conversations <laughs> where you weren't like trying to rescue me from a, a like a terrible experience you're like yeah hey, you know it could be it could be it could be you well, were just like I was trying to be supportive of you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I secretly knew they were wrong oh, uh, yes we have seen Angela Featherstone dude yes what well film? I have now oh. uh, from the uh, movie Soul Survivors in 2001 um, Looks good. Are you looking at it right now? Yep. There you go. Oh, that's, wow, that's her that's boobs. Her boobs right there. Yeah, no, that. they're good yes, boobs. Yes, they are definitely boobs. Yep. So that's from the movie Soul Survivors. Oh, good so on her. I don't feel like I'm a bad person looking that up. No. She actually went into a studio and made that film and they put it out in cinemas. This wasn't some dodgy boyfriend who recorded this and put no. it on the internet. And I need to point that out. No, no. this was artistic. Yeah. And what we've done is take the art out of it by just looking at stills of the yeah, movie out of context. We're making a comment <laughs> on art itself. <laughs> Um, uh, even better, her boobs are being held by some other woman from behind. Yeah, that's well. They both seem nice, though, don't they? They both seem like the kind of people that you'd like to have a. She's chat not with. just holding them; she's grabbing them. Yeah, I think she's checking to. It might be like Pink Ribbon Month. She's yeah, checking yeah, yeah, for yeah. breast cancer. Yeah, like it's a it's a positive image, a seductive check. Yeah. Do you like the hand bra? You know, like um, <laughs> always on magazine covers, you'll see like you yeah, know, the Jessica Alba or yeah. What do you think of that? Do you find that tantalizing or frustrating? I don't really think that much about yeah, it, to bro. be honest. Tantalising or frustrating? <laughs> tonight, on Today Tonight. It's a great question. That was a good hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder if he's clipped his nails. That's what I think. Who's, he's, he's, who's he? Is it he or is it a she holding the no, hand? No, ha- when the girl holds her oh, own Oh, when boobs. the girl ho- holds her own boobs, yeah. right. Oh, you, know? you were thinking like uh, in theatre sports, expert double figures. Yes. <laughs> And somebody was behind with their own hands uh, and they were like making the breast talk and everyone's yes. like, those boobs are talking, but everyone's like, no, it's actually the hands behind and that's they can't a, see. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, it's such a cliched pose now. Like every, it seems like every second month there'll be another celebrity. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've just seen a little heading uh, under um, our, our girl, uh, Angela Featherstone. Yeah. And this is the heading uh, that I'm about to click on. Uh Eliza Dushku, uh-huh. Angela Featherstone, lesbian kiss. Yeah, can wow. you play that video? Experience new fire oh, reactor gun. That is. Oh, uh, we can't advertise this show. We can't put an advertisement. Wait a second. Let's cut that bit out. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> so are we, are we about to watch like pornography? No, it's not pornography. No, no, 
I, we about I to can't w- imagine. Are we about like, to watch erotica? <laughs> I can't imagine this is from Eliza Dushku's like yeah through a window or anything. Okay, it seems like it's from some sort of movie. Yeah, but, but have, it's three you guys. Add for Thor first. <laughs> yeah, I saw Thor. To get to it. Oh yeah, did we'll you like it? That. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I I reckon it was a movie chockers full of potential pitfalls. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it potentially could have been too dour or it could have been too camp, like the Flash Gordon movie, or it could have taken itself too seriously. It could have spent too much time in the realm of Asgard. How's, how's or, his accent? Is it Australian? Uh, Austra- uh, is look, it it's Shakespeare Australian? Yeah, that Sha- would be Shakespearean. Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ospier. He, um, he looks phenomenal in that film. He's like, great. I reckon body. he's charismatic as well. I was actually watching... Um, uh, a and trailer for it yesterday, and I said to my mate, because you know, obviously, Will, uh, mm. you've you've interviewed him. Interviewed I was like, him. oh yeah, he ate like you know meals every three hours, and my mate said, no way, man. There's no way that is just like exercising and working out. He definitely puts the stare into steroids. Like it's uh, <laughs> no, it's I think I, I don't know. No, it looks natural. It looks natural. It looked natural when I met him because like, you know, he looked big. But how, but he didn't, how, how can you look? Well, well you know, but, like sometimes when you're at the gym or whatever, well, and you, you see look like guys, well, you, and they look, you yeah. go, oh, you're juicing. But he yeah. looked in shape, and he's yeah. a really fit-looking guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was look, fit before he did the film. And plus, in the movies, I'm sure they make it. There's there's a scene with the like, shirt off, and you're watching it in 3D, yeah. and I didn't burst into tears, which is what I normally do if I see someone who's quite clearly on the roids. I had a line quoted a bit on the internet, which I just said, like when I met him, I didn't know whether to shake his hand or to ask permission from. His traditional owners to climb him, yeah. <laughs> and that one went. Around. And oh, and I got quoted in some nerd mag, like yes. in some nerd gossip site, right? Yes, yes. I was, uh, I was reading. What was it? It was CBR, I think it was Comic Book Resources. And uh, yes, I said that out loud in my human voice. And uh, and Will was quoted uh, from the from the article with Chris Hemsworth, mm. which was, it was very like exciting. it was insider gossip. Wow, insider gossip. So but we're the, about the, to watch some lesbian erotica. Yes, um, this is Eliza Dushku and uh, Angela Featherstone. About to make out. About to make out. Okay. Now, um, Show I'll me. put it over here. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. I've already watched it to see if it was any good. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. I was wondering why he's silent for only, about 10 It's only 15 there. seconds. No, no wonder, you were, no wonder we you were nodding your head. Okay, so for people at home, we're looking uh, oh, at yeah. a library. We're seeing two girls. They are through. eating each other's faces. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, that's really Wait a second. That's tongue and everything. Jesus shit. Hang on, that's not two girls, that's a guy and a girl. No, no that's Angela Featherstone. No, is oh. it? Yes. With a dark wow. hair. Yeah. Right. Wow, this is sec. Oh. oh! Oh! Hang on a sec. What so the... So that's a Dushku grabbing the boobs. Oh my god, that's... Goodness. That's Dushku, brah. What, um, what movie is this? Can we... <laughs> Can we rewind that? Just can go back shit. To, I'm was, sorry. And we haven't even mentioned that there's a really hot blonde girl watching them. What the? And what is going on this with this would, movie? Right, we, we, hang on, we have to explain for people listening. So what just happened in that scene? Because <laughs> all you would have heard is like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, right. what men? Oh my God, oh. Oh what, my Lord, I feel what a bit funny happened? in the pants. It was a scene was a girl um, in a library, and it's a darkened library, and she sees two people making out uh, through the bookshelves. Book yeah. So she's uh, voyeuristically watching them, and it's two which, girls. Which I've got to say, like in a library, makes it even hotter yeah and one of the girls is Eliza oh, what I love too by the way is I've just loaded it up again and I, I missed this the first time it has a this content is not uh, suitable for children and then the next ad afterwards is for a wee oh. so there you go anyway go on uh, so it's Eliza Dushku and Angela Featherstone yeah. um, and they're making out and then it's Eliza Dushku out. Like, well, oh. not making out. Stab, you know what it stabbing is? each other's mouths with their tongues. It's like when you eat an ice cream on a hot day. Like, you rip into it in case it's gone. Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? it actually looks like someone who kisses their dog. 
Oh, that's yeah, yeah. you know like Tongue, when it's all tongues and just licking each other's yeah. face you're not really kissing you're just licking but each other but the best bit is then Eliza rips open Angela's shirt and grabs yeah. both her boobs yeah. both hands in the hand bra formation we're just talking about yeah so we're about to watch it again <laughs> they should put that in the synchronised diving don't you think the uh, ha- boob grab the boob grab <laughs> Don't make a big splash. Synchronized diving. Do they do guy and girl synchronized diving? They they, they should. <laughs> they can now. <laughs> but they, you know, two women can do it. How many ads are they going to play? I need to oh, see. Yeah. I don't know, mate. Again. I'm just like I'm getting back to it. All right. They're making certain they have to pay for this. <laughs> there is a lot of ads. That was pretty phenomenal, though. What is the movie? Like all joking aside, Soul Seekers. Ah, What's, right. it What's it called? And I don't know. Douche. You can just listen back to the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rewind. We talked about it a couple of minutes ago. Soul survivors. Soul searchers. Soul something. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Girls grabbing boobs in a library. Yeah. All right. Know. Let's just so, watch this again. And there's some girl looking at them, and then they're making out, and then they see her, and she does the the boob bra and kind of winks. Okay. <laughs> May contain content inappropriate for children. Okay. Yeah. Shh, shh, quiet again. And so can we do a director's commentary on this? Yeah. All right. And here we go. Go. It's um, all right. Still, we're still last, in the warning. Okay, the warning. Yeah, it's a, a nice the, shot outside. Sort of what, what the hell is this shit? I don't know. This is not this boobs is. in a this library. This is not it. What uh, is I this? The wrong thing. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Let's wind this up, Justin. You've got a podcast. It's called "Can You Take This Photo, Please?" Uh, and uh, where people can people find it? They can find it on iTunes, or they can go to canyoutakethisphoto.com and just listen to it on the. You've website. got your own website already? Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, it sounds good. He's got his own website. Yeah, I'm making us look shabby. <laughs> No, Justin, I appreciate that you've come in, mate. Um, that really cleared up Inception for all our listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I finally, finally got us all through there. People will honestly be like, I didn't learn about Inception, but for some reason, I'm really, there's been a resurgence in the career of Angela Featherstone. <laughs> yeah. um, you can find uh, us at tofop.com or download the show where you downloaded it today. But you can send us um, information, <laughs> like you can send us questions and stuff. We've got an email and, and you know, and Facebook and shit like that. What's yeah, the yeah. email address? Uh, uh, oh, it's on the website. <laughs> yes. Don't ask. Sorry, I thought I was helping. We don't know these things. You're not helping. <laughs> All right, You're Mr. Professional. Stop coming here with your good if sound. It's, if it's any consolation, I can't remember what our uh, email address is either. Justinpodcast at hotmail.com. Oh, you can. So you obviously can. So stop lording over us, Mr. I've got yeah. a good podcast. Yeah. Justinpodcast at hotmail.com. Yeah, okay. I'll send him a fucking email and tell him how much of a prick he is. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Tofop Quotes on Twitter if you want to put your favourite bits up on that so we can uh, read them back and we will talk to you again. Of course, uh, that's it, right? Yeah, I was going to say, and, and, and go to willanderson.com mm. for tour dates and you want to talk up the American Oh, that's show right, well? yeah. Uh, May 24, um, I'm at Largo if you are in LA. I would love you to come along and see that show. So there's people there. Please come. Well, America is our second biggest territory. I fell off the chair. <laughs> Very I, was, I was so nervous, I fell off the chair. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. I'm Justin Hamilton. <laughs>